0: What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to The Ringer Podcast Network. Before you get to the show, make sure you check out TheRinger.com for our extensive NFL coverage leading up to the Super Bowl. We also just published our 2019 NFL Draft Guide, where you can find all things draft-related leading up to the first round on April 25th. It includes prospect rankings, scouting reports, mock drafts, and much more. We'll be updating it regularly with new analysis that takes all the latest developments into account. Once again, you can check that out on TheRinger.com.
1: Welcome to Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, as always, joined by my lovely co-host, Vince Carter and Kent Bazemore.
0: Peace, Peace out. Know,
1: and we are very excited to tell you that we are joined by actor, comedian, but most importantly, Hawks fan extraordinaire, Chris Tucker.
0: What's up?
2: Welcome, man. Definitely. How's it going? What's up? What's up, fellas? Welcome, welcome. That was a great <laughs> intro, by the <laughs> way. Thanks, man. Six times the charm. Six
1: time, I got I <laughs> For some reason, like scripted things, just we don't get along very well. You know, I just like to go with the flow. I'm the same way. I like to wing it that's the name of the show Stop. Uh, that's right
0: that's it improvisation that's what we call in right. stand up world yeah, yeah. it's Improv. better
1: when yeah. you have to when i have to read a script i get a little nervous and everyone's watching me yeah. and they both laugh at me the, All the majority time. of the time so just to it's... get
2: you right right you sure right. To help you out Think It'll pay off one day
1: the laughing
3: yes yeah. yeah. cuz it helps you like they're going to laugh anyway so haters you know, just... are my motivators
2: <laughs> don't even pay it to...
1: that's what i say there you go, go. shout out See? to the guy who left a mean review on
2: you learning already
0: I'm the same way though, when we do like hosting gigs, I don't like when somebody like I want this improv, I just wanna fill it and that's where i come from so i i love just to feel it give feel the a room. guideline and let you go ahead and go yeah away. just let me get me get a couple of partners and then i just go from there
1: so have you been a hawks fan your whole life since you're from atlanta my
0: whole life since dominique Wilkins. wow you know when dominique was riding through atlanta in a white ferrari like a miami Woo. vice white ferrari back at the day and he used to come up to the comedy act theater uh down on P street where i was an amateur uh doing comedy and then I became a pro up there. But Dominique's coming there all the time, and I was a big fan of his. And so, yeah, a long time.
1: That's awesome. Do you get to talk to him now a lot? Long I'm time. guessing
0: every time I just go mess with him, and he comes to my golf tournament too uh, every year. So yeah, he's just a legend in town. You know. Dude, his golf tournament. I was just about so, to say, yeah. like, you,
3: you don't know. You might not know. Like anybody, <laughs> it's who's who of Atlanta, right? for sure (laughs) like in any sport anybody like I'm telling you man like everybody (laughs) these (laughs) guys
0: blessed it though you you think
3: about it like anybody you think from. can I caddy next time for
1: one of y'all so I can like be part of the experience I'll I'll drive drive the golf cart
0: Anytime like these guys got fans. Big Poppy, uh, David Ortiz <laughs> is like, Vince Carter, man, I grew up watching him. Man, he he's like mine, my hero man. I want my Chris. Please, man. Thank you for having me, man. Vince Carter's here, man. Hey, At funny. baseball playing with all the kids. So they wanna play with him like uh, yeah. um, you know, the, the young kids and stuff. So it's just awesome. They just bless my golf tournaments. Yeah, my awesome. first
2: T group, man. I, I like those guys, man. So uh they come to my my charity tournament too, and I always take care of them. But it's just good, man, to bring the communities together. You know, Chris is raising money for you know great causes, and you know who's going to turn down around the golf? Not me. You just said you wanted to go though, so you're not I, really turning it down.
1: Okay, I would turn it down if I had to play.
2: Gotcha. Why? <laughs> you got to play golf.
1: I told you about my incident at Top Golf. I haven't looked back since.
2: Oh, well, I'm gonna blame your golf instructor, your golf teacher from high school. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did take uh, golf. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. No, anyway, it's,
2: it's, it's
0: what a, happened to talk big... golf? You got me interested. In well, it. nothing.
1: <laughs> nothing happened. But like, I was like, this can't be that hard, right? Like, I had I took a golf class in high school, but it wasn't that great. And I was like, this, I, I got this. Like, it was a Hawks thing too. So there were people there watching, and I was really terrible. And I hit like the little plastic thing, and it actually hurt my hand like really bad, oh, like yeah. really bad.
0: I did that uh, night golfing at one of my rich friends' house, and <laughs> i never do that again playing golf at night. It hurt. <laughs> Right? Yeah, because I can't play in the daytime, they, and I'm trying to play at night. I jam my finger. It's still hurting. It was yeah, like three years ago. Thank you.
1: They they laughed <laughs> at me, and they were like, it's plastic. How does that hurt? I was like, I don't know. It just did. I, I went for it. I gave it 100%, yeah. and it backfired a little bit. Wow. Chris, I'm just going to jump right into it. I saw cool. online that you do a really good Donald Trump impression. I
0: do. I do. And the reason why I shut down the country is not because of you or you or you. It's because of you know who. That's all I got to say. That's, you want a burger? That's a, yeah, I do. I do.
1: So oh, for, for people man. listening and not burger? watching, he was also just doing a very good facial expression go. and shot, the hands baby. and the shoulders. Yes.
0: He does this, that's right, and he always does this. He always moves <laughs> his hand, I don't know why, but I do, I do. I that's love him. good. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> you ain't a comedian if you can't do Trump. Right. You better be. You better yeah. learn it right away because he's so much material. got so much material. <laughs> so you can do at least 20 minutes on him. That oh, is, yeah. but at least 20 minutes.
1: That's like a walking joke, right? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, bitter. no disrespect, oh, yeah. whatever. Um, any other good impressions you have? Like you know any you're known for? Uh Bill oh, Clinton. Man.
0: Bill Clinton. Uh, I mean I traveled with him all throughout Africa and uh, I really can, I really love Chris Tucker. He's such a great young man. A uh, wonderful guy. I mean he's funny. I mean he was yelling in the Taj Mahal. When he was in India. And I said Chris, do it again. He's like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> it's just an echo in a Taj Mahal it's, it's fun to be with deal so I got, I got was Dio like down. the most seamless I'm, transition too it's It was right. like I was talking
1: to Chris Tucker And then all of a sudden Bill Clinton was in the room You
0: gotta be ready <laughs> That was good I try to get Barack My Barack is not, not the best Barack But I can do a little bit Just a little bit <laughs> just, <laughs> just a little bit of Barack
1: So you really got the presidents down That's I like, that's like a yeah. big one for you Yeah
0: Got the presidents
1: I dig it So you started as a stand-up comedian Yes. Tell us a little bit about that, how you got your start. You were with Def Jam or Def Comedy.
3: You have to do me a favor. When you get a chance and you, you're you having a slow night, yeah. just go watch the old Def Jam. Please. <laughs> Please. Okay. I'm, I know you might. Oh, this could, man. It may look different now. It's not HD like it used to be. Like <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But so, hey, you're, you, you'd be in for a treat. Like there was some some of the the, the, the greatest comics of all time, comedians of all time. If we're on Def Jam, and I, I mean, obviously, we used to stay up late to, you know, beg to, to be able to watch Def Jam, right. so, golly, man.
0: You know, a lot of comedians was just doing comedy clubs for years before they were discovered, and Def Jam came on HBO, and it was uh, showcasing young comedians. It was like a big uh, shot to, you know, get more fans and to be seen uh, around the country and around the world, so it was, uh, that was in 92. Two, I think I filmed in 91. After that, I performed. I did a great set and Bernie Mac was on the same oh, show. He was man, the headliner. Nice. I was just kind of like opening on that Def Jam show. and man, It was just a great night and uh, I was, that was thanking God after I came off stage. That was classic.
2: That <laughs> bro, oh sorry, yeah, bro. we were hungry. That we were ready. Was, man. Yeah, 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 it was like yeah, rocking all, One,
0: man. We was all ready and everybody was just hungry because we was just working every night on, in the clubs because I told you I started the Comedy Act Theater here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. As soon as I graduated from high school in like 1990 that club opened up it was uh, uh the original comedy act was in la and mm. then they opened up another one here in atlanta and robin harris a famous mm. comedian hosted the one in another la was one. one of the funniest Ice comedians King. ever and uh yeah and I, we just was working the club for like two years straight i was an amateur then I became a regular down here in atlanta and then i got dev Jam. But then before that, in high school, I was like the class clown and yeah. and, and I was uh, most humorous in high school. I hosted the talent shows in high school, told my first joke, and I said, I'm gonna do this the rest of my life because I, I felt that laugh coming back at me. I said, This is it. Right? Because school is hard, but this is this is where I this is where I'm shining. So it so it was awesome, And Um then you know, from from Def Jam, a lot of producers saw me and they gave me little bit parts and House Party 3. And different movies uh, I, I was even in Black Panther movie. A lot of people don't know I was an extra I said something Like one word Like get back You know Nobody really saw, <laughs> nobody really saw me in there But if you look at The Black Panther movie, You'll see me in there guys. Y'all will still get there Go Then back. Fridays Co-starred with Ice Cube it, You know It was a big success And um, became a cult classic And then from there You know Other movies And Rush Hours and that's how I started I have a question Before oh, you ask babe. That
3: I always want to ask More so actors Like have you ever had a moment or do you still get caught up? Like, I know you study and prepare for a role and you're engulfed in it, but do you ever find yourself once you're offset you your home, you're still in the role of... Smoky or anybody that you've played, that like you. Sometimes you're at home, like wait a minute, no, I'm me now,
0: not. No, no, it never happened to me separate. because yeah, I separated because from Fridays it was a little bit. It's always a little bit of me though because right, I was that kid, you know. I was, <laughs> I was like, you know, like that, and uh, uh a little energy. I just cranked it up a little bit. When you're acting, you get into the role and you make it funnier, you make it more interesting. But it's always a little bit of me in uh, every movie. I. I I try to bring a little bit of me, but just enhancing and, and get into that role, whatever that role is. But uh, the method, uh, no, nah, I'm not like a method actor. Go home and steal the same. But You're some still- roles, you know, mm-hmm. I never know. Some roles, like I may be doing in the future, I may have to stay in the role the whole time mm-hmm. to stay in uh, character and stuff. I always wondering, so that, yeah, yeah, I was some Yeah, some actors do that. Yeah. So
2: talk talk about uh, some of the people that inspired you to you know kind of really pursue comedian oh. career, actor career. Like somebody that was influential. And, you know, helping you, you know, take the leap.
0: Oh, man. Well, Eddie Murphy was definitely, man. I mean, my, my, my dad and used to take us to either football game, high school football game, uh, every weekend, or we'll go to the movies. And when Eddie Murphy came out, well, Richard Pryor first, and hmm. then Eddie Murphy, but Richard Pryor and Stir Crazy. My dad took me to see Stir Crazy, and man, he would come out there, and we just couldn't wait till he got on that, that screen again, and he, I didn't know at that age that I, that's what I wanted to do, but then when, when Eddie Murphy came out in 48 hours, I was like, man, I, I I just love, love I want to do that and then I was always you know the class clown people would say I was funny and I would do stuff in school and And then I was just—it just kind of came together. And Mm -hmm. then I host the talent shows and start telling jokes, and people was like, "Man, you 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 like Eddie Murphy or whatever." And I was like, "Man, I love Eddie Murphy." So (laughs) that's. And then I was like, "I ain't going to college. I'm barely getting out of high school. I better find something right (laughs) away to do." And I ain't going to the military. They get up too early and all that stuff. So I said, "I'm gonna do this." So, but Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, inspired me, man, for sure. And Robin Harris, Robin Harris, yeah, for sure.
1: Did you have any moments, I know that these guys do, but you're really on a platform where people are giving you feedback, negative feedback. Did you have a moment when you were first up and coming and you maybe thought this might not be for you?
0: no no because it was like i came i'm the youngest of six kids so we was always we was a funny family and i didn't even know it because people used to come down our house all the time and just hang out like we were, what you doing <laughs> over here man nothing, nothing. <laughs> y'all just crazy man <laughs> nobody crazy we are talking about it. y'all be true y'all you know so people we was just it was just a natural thing and when i went to school i was like my older brothers and sisters i was a, i was a advanced more advanced than my my classmates i grew mm-hmm. up with older brothers and sisters yeah. i was like, hey man, we'll have to do this. We'll have to put up with this. You know, just make a make a big commotion and be funny and stuff like that. And then I became friends with the teachers because they were like Come on, man. I gotta teach. Like, on, man. Just let me do what I need to do. I <laughs> and I'm gonna have a little fun too. Give us five minutes of fun and then I'll shut up, you know. So. <laughs> but I never had no moment like that. I always thank God I found it early. That's why I just it was just it's a blessing to find your passion early, like you guys, you right, know, knew right. what y'all want to do and right. perfected it and just dreaming about it. You were already rich because you was dreaming about, oh mm-hmm. man, I wanna go to the pros, I wanna do this. And so it's a blessing. It's awesome, man. Like how how long does it take you to Create
3: and prep prep for uh, a comedy show. Not not maybe not a movie, but just like if you you know you're doing your stand up now, you're traveling and let's say you know you have a show coming up. Like, what's the prep time for? Like, do you need a couple of weeks? Do you need a couple of months? A month? A couple of weeks?
0: A couple of months? You need you it all do, you yeah, can get, man. It's, can like get. A, it's like it's mm-hmm. like a game, man. It's gotcha. like a. Big game. Like, I passed the comedy club up here and I was like, man, I hope I can get in there tonight. I don't see no cars because, and I, because I have a big show in Vegas on the 19th right. uh, this Saturday, two shows in the Wayne Hotel. And I'm like, man, every night you got to get on stage. It's like you got to play every night to get down. good and the, the team the jail. I can see you guys out there the way y'all just getting better and better. It's like you got to be on the stage every night, really, to get a really solid show because it's so much you could talk about, so many jokes, so many things and you have to be on stage to hash it out see what works what don't work gotcha. and, and then the timing and rhythm and it's just, it's all and it's just you on stage with a mic no band no Great. no play no other actors so you got to keep it going you got to put it in the, you know in a like almost a story form a little bit and uh so it's the more stage you do the, 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 the better it so it takes yeah it takes yeah. weeks months sometimes gotcha.
1: Do you have Crazy. like I'm sure these guys do. Do you have like a pre-show ritual, like music you listen to, or anything you do to get ready right before you go out there?
0: I try to have like a DJ or something on in some of the shows, and then I try to I put on my my yeah I put on a little music just to just to. Uh, Get my energy going, or something like that, because uh, you know you want to be happy. Because if you have it, if you're feeling good, the audience gonna feel good. If right. you're sad, they gonna be like, "Are you mad?" or something. Well, you angry a little bit, you know. So <laughs> it's all about your mood. You trying to make them feel good, like you feel it. So you got to make yourself feel good. And then your jokes. Once you get out there and, you, and you're telling funny jokes, and and you you start getting laughing a little bit too inside, and then they'll then it picks you up and you get going, you know.
2: The funniest thing to me is when you guys laugh at your own jokes. I get so weak when when, like comedians laugh at their own jokes because I'm like, I mean, you guys tell the funniest jokes but they don't laugh. I'm like, dude, that is so funny. Like Kevin Hart is really good at it. Like his last uh, Laugh of My Pain, I think it was maybe his first one. Like he just was laughing at his own jokes and I laughed for like fifteen minutes straight just watching him laugh. I mean it's just like us playing, you know, you go dunk on somebody and then you like flexing and screaming. You know what right. I, mean? I yeah. feel like it's that it's that same, that same feeling and people get a lot more for it. So for you guys are holding it together up there like you do while you telling why everyone else is like dying laughing it's like super impressive.
0: Yeah that oh uh, yeah that's the pros, man. When you can Tell a funny joke and you stay in character. That's the best, man. That's what I always try to perfect when I first started. Like you know, to stay in character, let right. them laugh, and then the more you get, you'll feel you feel that energy come back. And that's what like Robin Harris was like mm-hmm. that, and Richard Pryor was like that, Eddie Murphy they were they would they wouldn't laugh all the time, right? Because they but they know that because they was in character, but everybody else was killing them. They <laughs> knew inside like I'm killing them, I'm killing them. So, that's what you really roll. And <sighs> that's, yeah, that's awesome. the
3: thing I I, I admire is like obviously like a sports timing. Ad-libbing and just continue on, or being able to still have your set, but see something in in the show and just go right there and just just start roasting or whatever, just yeah. say something funny. I think that's like a that's a gift, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it really is, man. It's, it's like when you like that's when you really rolling, man. Uh, when you start improving off of people to come up with something else, you know, like, okay, I'm looking for something else here. And then you come, then you go in the audience and get them involved. Yeah, and then you know how to come right back around to you. Crazy, that's when man. you like, you'd like, rolling. you're in the zone. yeah, yeah in the the rolling, zone. Like sure. you guys be on yeah, the court.
2: Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Any, uh, instances where like you had to roast somebody, guy was maybe like not laughing at your jokes or, you know, he did something. You, or heck you heck just got, me. yeah. Like,
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, all the time. If you, you know, people going to try you, you right. know, and, uh, you know, you just make it part of your show, and, um, and 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 make sure that you you keep control of the room all <laughs> the right. time, man. And that and then you that's why you got to be so prepared before you get on that stage uh-huh. because you got people out there gunning it for you. Because if you if your jokes are not funny, they're gonna tell you. I mean, especially black people, they'll say, "Hey man, that ain't funny." <laughs> like you know, shut up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You know, so they'll they'll come at you. They don't care who you are, right, and right, um, you know, right. especially it's harder when you're on a level that everybody know you because they like you should be, they, you should should expect- be funny man you uh, yeah, should be ready yeah. and uh, when you're coming up you get a little bit of leeway because they like I don't even know I don't even know who he is Yeah, and, uh, you know you can get away with a little bit but still you still got to be ready then too so that's crazy preparation. I, I know like uh,
3: Tiffany Haddish kind of went through that in one of her shows in Miami and they were giving her a hard time and she was yeah. like you said uh, she was saying how she was having a bad day
0: yeah, uh, yeah. And,
3: but she had a long night of, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and, yeah and she didn't have a great show, uh, and they let her have it. And then she came out, and she was kind of explaining uh, about how her her, 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 you know, she was. She had a rough night. She was. I think she said the Patron or, or the Ciroc, one of them, got, got a hold of her, uh-huh. and she was just tired. So it was just funny to hear you say what you say, and then that actually happened. I'm sure you've had a, a few bombs. Like, you would have had some bad sets. Like, how, yeah. for us, when we have a bad game, we can't wait. Obviously, I'm sure you can't wait for the next opportunity to perform, but... Like, what, what's the feeling? Like, how you feel? I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, I can't wait to get out there and just be extra funny. Or like, I'm going to make these people fall out their chair.
0: Yeah, you know, you just know, You for me, I got to get back in the clubs. I got to get in the clubs. And when you get, you know, notoriety famous, you know, it's harder to... Just because people the world kind of stop around you. So mm-hmm. when you were when you people that know who you are you know are that you go out and you see funny stuff all the time. You come up with stuff, and, you know, people leave you alone. But now you, you know, you're famous. People are like, hey, Christopher! You know, the whole world stopped. Man, give me an autograph? Tell give me a hat. So a I lot of that, stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, don't come as easy. But um, you know, you have to, you know, be ready, preparation. And then, you know, thing about, you know, stand-up coming is you have to be like at a game. You gotta be. Rested. You can't hang out mm, all night mm-hmm. and drinking. You gotta get some rest. You gotta have all your energy when you get on that stage. Right. You're talking to three thousand people, and if you're not rested and quick and 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 you know ready to go, you you're in trouble. Right. So uh, it's just like just like a big game. For sure, you got to eat right. Yeah. You got to sleep and <laughs> be ready because you know you got to be with, because the, the show is always evolving. If something don't work, one of your material don't work. Mm-hmm. You go to the audience or you you come up with something else. You got to be quick thinking and not just like, oh, well, that's it. You gotcha. Same. Same thing with, you know, movies too. Uh, movies is different because you don't get the immediate response right away. That's true. And you, uh, sometimes we're filming true. three in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, and uh, you got to be funny. And they're waking you up out of your trailer. Come on, you got to do this scene, uh, such and such. So you got to be prepared and- um, and then you gotta know timing too. Timing and rhythm is so important because if you got good timing and rhythm, you know, that I think that's everything because your jokes, the way you deliver the jokes and, and people and um and you know, and all that, man, if it's working on full cylinders, you good. Yeah, so do you do all of your own uh stunts? I did. I did in yeah, the rush hours mean. because, and I do, uh, because, you know, Jackie Chan did his I own. He was like, come on, Chris, you have to do it too. I'm like, oh, man, my stuntman need to work. No, no, come, come, come. <laughs> Shoot. Ooh. Bringing that Hong Kong stuff over here, man.
2: <laughs> I just watched The Foreigner recently too. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah, still, he's still getting after it. Yeah, he's yeah, still he's doing still, it. That's, man. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: So that's a great great segue. We saw online that Rush Hour 4 might be in pre-production. Can you yeah, confirm or deny?
0: Well, we, it's not in pre-production. We're working on a few things on the script right now. So uh, we're trying to get into production, but uh, we're working on it and trying to get it going. Jackie wants to do it. Jackie Chan wants to do it. I want to do it. Okay. Studio wants to do it. So we... we, we Trying to get it together. Awesome. And, and it was it was
1: like contingent on your participation, right? Whether or not they were going to do the fourth one?
0: I guess. I mean, Jackie and me. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was definitely down as long as, you know, it comes together right. And it uh, looks like it's coming together right. So
1: so what's mm-hmm. it like working with him?
0: It's so much fun, man. I was a big fan of Jackie Chan's before we did. We started the first rush hour. So I was, uh, I was excited. And I knew that my comedy style would work good with with his martial arts and his comedy so it was like the perfect match for me cuz I, I was physical I could be physical and be funny and and be real in uh in that that certain movie uh Rush Hour's and um yeah man I was I was a big fan so it was great
1: You gave us a little bit but can we get like a longer kind of impression Jackie Chan Oh uh,
0: Jackie Chan Uh Chris Tucker how are you <laughs> you know he, he so <laughs> <song> like that <laughs> Chris, call me back. Call me back. I'm in Beijing. He always called me three in the morning. He did it because it's like in the afternoon over there. like, Jackie, what are you doing, man? It's three in the morning. Oh, I thought you'd be up. No. Different time zone.
3: As I'm sure there's filming any of them, you guys have had to do takes over and over just because you guys make each other laugh. Because I remember seeing some of the outtakes on a couple of rush hours where, you know, it's just hard to keep your focus because, like, you making Jackie laugh or vice versa. Like, how tough is that to kind of stay focused when you know it's like, all right, Man, this dude's
0: funny. I just gotta let it out. Well, we we was messing up lines a lot in yeah, our movie because we because Jackie didn't speak good right. English and I didn't either. So we would be messing up <laughs> oh man, he'd be like, Look at you, Chris Tucker, you can't even do two words in Chinese. i would be like, Man, please. We go at each other back and forth. With the so, fish. that's what made it so yeah, man. Fish. That's what made it so fun. Cause we was so loose. Um, Jackie was just humble, wasn't no, it was always fun because we both was just. You know, having fun on set, and yeah, that's what made us so comfortable around each other, and I think that's what made the movie good too.
2: Speaking of Rush Out Four, uh, Will Smith and Martin doing another Bad Boys.
0: Yeah, we tried to beat them.
2: Man, <laughs> dude, I, I mean, it, you know, I'm I'll be thirty this summer, so all this wow. stuff is 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 like kind of around the time I figured out what was going on. So yep. I'm wow. like, it's is it's just, you know, nostalgic to kind of see everybody kind of get back together and put out these great movies because. You know, everything now is just like, you know, kind of anime, 3D, all that yeah. stuff. So it'd be good to kind of get, uh, you know, some real movies back out there. Man. Yeah. You know, some some fun stuff and, you know, bring back old memories.
0: Thank you, man. Yeah. Well, that's, that's that's what I grew up on, man. Like I was telling you, 48 Hours and mm. Stir Crazy Rambos. And and that's what we wanted to do with the Rush Hours and, uh and Jackie, I definitely want to, we want to get one more in, man. Right, and and right. make this one the best one uh so far, man. And uh and I'm glad that, that Martin and Will are doing the bad boys, man. Cause yeah. they was they a good team too, man. Yep, so yep. We, yeah, we need more more uh great movies out there, you know. Need a Friday reunion. That's what everybody wanted. Everybody wanna do another Friday. So I'm like, I don't know. It ain't up to me. So it's up, it's up to them getting it together, and then I'll <clears> definitely <throat> take a look at it because people be mad. Like, you ain't gonna do another Friday. And <laughs> hey, wherever I go, I go to the airport and people check me in, hey, man. You gonna do another Friday? Come on, You <laughs> wanna do it, man? Why would you check me? I could have a gun. <laughs> You'll be worried about stuff. <laughs> so it's
2: crazy. Ice Cube got his hands full with the uh the big three because that that league's starting to blow up. Yeah, I yeah, heard he's it. doing really good. Yeah, man. she's he's doing well. She's doing well, man. Yeah, he's at it. Yeah.
3: yeah. It's like three teams. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, mean, I think added yes. three new teams. What? Yeah. So yeah, yeah so yeah. it's it's, uh, it's up to twelve. So what y'all, y'all think
0: about teams. that? You think it's going to keep the, doing yeah, of Well, oh, there's, yeah.
3: there's guys now. Like once they either retire or are not getting in the league, they're they're going in there. They're paying good money and getting wow. some TV pub. And guys are getting the chance to play in the big three with hopes of getting back in the league. What? So, okay, yeah. okay. So I didn't he's think doing. About he's that. doing well.
0: He's doing well. Wow. Now, Vince, how did you, I would ask this question, because this mm. is your 21st First, year, right? Yeah. How did you preserve your body to be because last night you shot about three threes, I know, three yeah. uh, three posts in a row and you yeah. were running with these guys that's 30 at 27 right. how did you preserve your body is it just a blessing for god you got you found the founder of youth what is uh, going on because i want to do that in the movie <laughs> business <for man>.
3: sure. <laughs> i mean it's a little bit of both i mean the you know I, I say all the time my willingness to do whatever it takes to to keep up and compete uh mm-hmm. really gets me through because you know some days are, are, are rougher than others uh obviously but i still love coming to work i still love putting the work in um, Obviously, game days are. That's that's the easy part. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the practices. It's the that's the ones yeah. that's like sometimes drain. You don't want to be there, but sometimes coach like, yeah, hey, you know, if you, you got to sit to the side, I just can't help it. I, I love to compete still. It's just the I think the love of of the game and and the love I have for it keeps me going right now. It's mm-hmm. like when you start mm-hmm. not loving it or not v- valuing it the same or viewing it the same. Whoa. you tend to you know kind of fade away but it's, it's still going
0: see that's the thing with stand up comedy too cause like when you make money and then you gotta get back out in the clubs cause you have to get in the clubs to get good and to get a show Correct. and sometimes you leave in you know, your house at night like man I could get robbed what am I going out here for? I should stay in this comfortable house right. you know but you, if you love it you know of course you get out there and, and you, you do you, it you yeah. hit a couple of comedy clubs and get it to, together but that's the hardest thing to do is to keep that passion and I that agree. love cause right. 100%. once you keep that man you got that like i said you rich yeah. we had that when we was in high school Correct. the passion and the love and mm-hmm. and that's just that's awesome man yeah, i still that's, look
3: at it same and like i i can't imagine not competing still i can't imagine not putting on that uniform not being around the guys and you know just being a part of what the nba brings you know for us and and for fans i, I just it's hard to say I'm walking away yet. I just I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah.
2: I can't and a lot imagine. of people get awesome. the the transition, quote-unquote, from the NBA to, you know, uh, quote-unquote, normal life. Misconstrued, like, you know, I think a lot of players miss that competitiveness. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of, you know, rash or bad decisions are made once guys, you know, lead a game and they don't have anything to fall back on. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this basketball consumes you. Like, the NBA consumes you, you know, outside of your family and outside of that. I mean, nothing else really matters, you know what i mean like you 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 wake up, you know whatever you put in your body, you know the the banging the travel the you know eighty two games in the season playoffs all this stuff like adds up and it and it and it and it consumes you, and you know when that when that's stripped away or you know you walk away from it, you don't have anything else to turn to, and that's why like a lot of the bad 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 substances are what guys turn to like drugs and and then sex and money and all this stuff, they go crazy because we don't have anything to scratch their itch. So, for him to still have that kind of passion and to still compete, you know, it, it gives me a lot of hope. Because you know, he got ten years on me, twelve years on me, and I and I look at him every day. He's in there, even if he's not on the court. You know he's coaching guys. He's involved. You know he's 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 warming up with the guys, picking the guys' brains, checking in with them. Maybe a guy that you know is looks kind of down or out. You know, like a cloud mm-hmm. over him. He'll go over and try to pick him up. And you know, those are things I look at. You know, because my time's coming too, and I gotta mm-hmm. see how I can you know prolong that transition before I can say, all right, I'm I'm done with it. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's tough.
3: That's like awesome. I said, the, the toughest thing is that itch, and you see a lot of guys like gain a lot of weight. Depression sets in mm-hmm. just because it's like a routine. You go, you go through your summer routine, you 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 rev up close to September. September you go up to your team, you start mm-hmm. getting ready mm-hmm. for the season. Then training camp, mm-hmm. then preseason, then regular season. You go through the season. You look forward to All Star break. You get your quick break. Then it's the second part of the season. And if you make the playoffs, you get the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you don't, <laughs> you're home for the summer and you just do it again. I've been doing that 21 wow. years straight. So it's kind of, it's just tough to imagine breaking that cycle and that routine right now. You know, it's wow. just I can't imagine that. Like this is what I do. And I think even you know, whenever that summer comes when I'm not gonna play anymore, I still like I can't imagine. Like I, I that's that first summer's gonna be rough for me. That's so why you got it's golf. Like,
2: yeah, for sure. You got golf. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you, of that.
3: Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Because Man. it's like it's like I when that season starts, I think the toughest one is maybe not preseason, but opening night.
2: Yeah, when I'm sitting at
3: home oh. <laughs> and watching everybody play and and it, I'm not I'm like, oh my god, I spoke. No, I'm I'm retired. Wow. I can't imagine that. Yeah. Like, thinking
0: about that is just like, ah, that's crazy. No, so would you go to you, you announce announcing like like Shaquille them or would you For sure, for sure. I like, definitely yeah. want to broadcast. I
3: definitely want I, I still want to be around the game. I love talking about the game. Uh, educating people who, who are watching about the game and how we think because, you know, everybody who sits at home, you know, and I think you can attest to this when I say this, you know, people, who, when they sit at home, they watch the game and because we play the game with ease and it's second nature to us, people feel like they can play the game mm-hmm.
4: until yeah. they actually get out
3: there and play against an NBA player. We talked about this some oh. some time ago, but or if you sit in courtside and you see now, you're watching the game like, yeah, fast, yeah, you know, oh, I didn't know they were that fast, yeah. like you know what yeah. I'm saying. So, uh, I, I like to kind of be the middleman for, uh, of course, the basketball players and then the the everyday fan who doesn't really understand what travel's like that like we talked about, mm-hmm. how tough it is on your body. Mm-hmm. Like you go through, yeah, oh, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. Like, And, you know, like you say, if you have a bad day, we still got to go out there and perform. Nobody yeah. cares about mm-hmm. whatever that yeah. you're going through, family problems. Yep. Mm-hmm. Going, right. They don't care about that. They yeah. want to know. So that's that's kind of I want to be the mediator mm-hmm. for something like that to kind of, just to get everybody to understand, like, what, what it really is like.
1: This winter is a great time to check out Hotel Tonight. Whether you want to take a spontaneous ski trip or escape to a warm beach, Hotel Tonight makes it easy to book a room with one of their last-minute deals. There are tons of empty hotel rooms out there just waiting to be booked. That's how Hotel Tonight scores such incredible rates. They team up with awesome hotels to help them sell those rooms and pass the savings along to you. And these aren't last resort type places. Hotel Tonight works with cool top rated hotels you actually want to stay at. Unlike other travel companies, you don't have to scroll through endless lists of hotels. Hotel Tonight shows you the best deals at great hotels, along with short profiles that have pictures with all the info you need. Even though their name is Hotel Tonight, they're not just for booking last minute. You can play things by ear or use Hotel Tonight to book in advance. And when you join Hotel Tonight's, ht perks program the more you book the better deals you get to start scoring amazing deals at incredible hotels go to hoteltonight.com or download the app now
0: now will you guys and about, this would be the last question i asked you when it. you guys like together before the game but i really like when y'all give each other five and all mm-hmm. that and y'all pump each other up About mm-hmm. like y'all about to fight where'd y'all come <laughs> up with that and what's the whole philosophy behind that like we about to go in battle what is that because I came to get last night just right. to see y'all right. do that. And right. one, somebody got the the, the sword thing. Or that's, they, the, uh, that's I, Dwayne, I love that Dwayne, one. That Dwayne, reminds me yeah. of some brush hour that's, stuff. That's, I <laughs> missed it last night because I was looking at something else. I was like, don't get a the <laughs> Sword Dwayne, thing. That's Dwayne Andre. I <laughs> like uh, that one, man. The the
3: little fighting, that's John Collins. That's his thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah Collins kind of is like funny. Prepara- It's kind of preparation. I mean, everybody kind of has their their bonding moment. They're kind of, prep- you know, getting everybody like we're becoming one, so right. to speak. So it, yeah. that's how we bond with each yeah. other and, you know, our, I'm still impressed. Like everybody, you know, like John. Everybody has a, pr- a different Dude, handshake. Y'all have to learn it. It just it happens organically. I mean, yeah, I mean I, like, like you just joke around, like yo, that's gonna be our handshake. <laughs> oh, that's like, come I come didn't
0: come know that's you. how that yeah, happened, yeah, man.
3: Some the, now some of the young guys, uh, you know, I'm nice. <laughs> they work on them and they know the handshakes better than you know. The but, what what you <laughs> no, better than? You
2: hey, <laughs> know, baseball players are really impressive to me. Like if you or, see like like or the, the base- college,
3: the college. Oh, they got the kids now Yeah, baseball. Yeah, baseball. Yeah, baseball. Oh, yeah.
2: Those that's guys, funny. they're like, so, you know, the players on our team, they come up with them, and I don't get where, like, where to even start. You know, me, I just, I'm just a, you know, high five guy. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I don't do all this stuff, but uh, I want to learn, but, you know, I, I, it's just impressive, you know, how creative athletes are. Yeah. And that's yeah. the word that sticks out to me, you know, creative. And, you know, we're getting to wear all these different color shoes and stuff, and guys are getting all this stuff put on them. And just from that, like, the tattoos that certain guys have, mm-hmm. like, it's just a, a, a large amount of creativity throughout the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. you know, guys and their hobbies. Like, I mean, there's some weird people. But, you know, everybody. I think everyone in the league is weird in their own way. But, yeah, you know, very interesting. But, you know, the, the word creativity is is a word that isn't used enough in the NBA because every guy's jump shot is different. Every guy has a different style of game. And it's all creative. You yeah. know, it's a creative process. And it all goes into us becoming one. So, mm-hmm. When I started in Golden State, I was a guy in the middle, you know, getting everybody hype. You know, I was on the sideline, you know, getting everybody hype. And yeah. it's all about their unity. And I think uh when you and your teammate have a handshake, it just brings you that much closer together. Mm-hmm. Even if it's something simple, you yeah, know, like that's I know I he got my back tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, we, that's this something. is our way of locking in, like right.
3: locking in, turning yeah. in You ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. So y'all had me hype when I was watching in. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to run out on the court. Get out get out the court, sir.
0: But it's all about that, man. That's because I used to go to breakfast down the street with John Wooden, uh, the coach used to coach mm-hmm. UCLA. Mm-hmm. He used to be at this breakfast place all the time, and and um, and I asked him. I said, "Well, how did you get so successful? How did you become the greatest coach of all you know all the time? One of the greatest?" He said team. I thought he was going to say something else like, you know, I was just good or something. But he was like, no. He said, team. The team. The team. And he was old. He's like 99 or something. I was like, what? What'd you say? He said, Team. Team. And I said, <laughs> and I, I said okay, team. Team. I need to get a good team around me and then, you know, I try to try to apply all that to Correct, the, to right. the uh, my business and stuff and, uh, you know, movie business and, and stuff. And it's all about that, man, with that team. It's I funny. See so that you think guys.
3: about the handshakes now, but it wasn't popular in in the beginning, but you think about Reggie Miller used to do that oh, oh, all the time. Sure if you go back in the he, he and Haywood Workman, who's a referee now, mm-hmm. they used to have the little handshake where they do the spin and do the Michael Jackson on the toes. Man, back in the day, like, oh, but wow. it, it was it just swept in the world because going, it wasn't popular. But look at the old starting lineups. But from the Indiana Pacers, Reggie Miller was one of the guys who would wow, who would always yeah. do that. It was a way to bond. Yeah, yeah. way to bond.
1: Speaking of Michael Jackson, you went on stage with him. Right? Oh yeah, him that's and I. What was yeah. that like, man? That's oh, crazy. I was scared that night. I'm gonna man, tell you, this crazy.
0: was New York. Uh, this was the night before 9 11. Uh, ironically, it was crazy, but uh, it was the 10th, and Michael Jackson did two shows on the 9th, September 9th, and then 10th. And this is the night of the 10th. It was a closing show. And one of the producers came back and said, Michael, wants want you to come out on stage him at the end of the show. I was like, what, what, what was Michael didn't say nothing about that. He said, all right, he wants you to go. You know, his name was David Guest. I was like, I was scared because I go out there and Michael look at me like, what are you doing out here? And I was like, I don't know. I got to talk to Michael. But of course, you couldn't find Michael. He was somewhere in there. And then all of a sudden, the song came on, Rock My World or something like that. And then Usher went out. He said, well, we're going to ask Usher, too. I said, okay. Then I saw Usher was, just went out there. I said, hey, I'm about to, I don't care if Michael get mad or not. I, the guy told me he's the head producer. I'm going out there. So I went out there, and I did my thing with Michael. Man. I'm so glad I went out there. It oh, was just a true. treat. And I, then I did a imagine. video with him, the Rock My World, mm-hmm. and, and it was just an honor just to have known him and you know become friends with him. So it was a blessing. Yeah.
1: That's really cool. I love that video. <laughs> I enjoyed watching, watching it again. Chris, what are you like, what, doing you know. out here? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so did he know you were coming out there? He knew it, yeah. Okay.
0: He told, he tried to tell tell Chris to come out. <laughs> tell Usher too. I want to do something big in the, at the end, you know. But, like, <laughs> you know, somebody like Michael Jackson, you want to hear from him. Right. Like, yeah. Come right. out, but that's how he worked. He was like, go go, go tell him. I want him to come out. <laughs> and he was like, Michael was funny, man. He would talk about how we talk down south. He would say my name like Croc. <laughs> 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 Michael, you ain't trying to Joan, no. are like, you? Michael trying to Joan? <laughs> That's what was he
3: like? Was he a funny guy like that? I heard he, he liked to kind of joke with people, and he you know. was,
0: you know, what he was. I asked Eddie Murphy this too. I said, ask Eddie Murphy who was the like most like interesting person you met between Prince and Michael. And he said Michael was different. He said Michael was a different guy, and Michael was like that. He was not like joking like all the time. Right, right, right. Like, he would say the little stuff, but then all of a sudden he was like back. To Michael, like you know, he was different from another world because he would be like, Yeah, of course, of course, you gotta let's make history. He would say stuff like that, like, right. What? What? Well, I'm just, I just want to do another movie or something. Well, <laughs> let's make history, Chris. Let's make history. <laughs> I'm like, Dang, thinking about leaving a mark on the world or something. I'm like, I just want to hang out <laughs> in, <laughs> in Netherlands. <I'm> like, <laughs>
1: My face hurts from laughing. (laughs) So, this might fall into that. We have a segment on the show we've only had athletes on so far. So, you are our first actor comedian on the show. We have a segment called Welcome to the League, which is, you know, their first moment where they realize, like, wow, I'm in the NBA, whether good or bad. What was that moment for you? And was there one person that really sticks out in that?
4: Welcome to the League.
0: When I did a good set on Def Jam, I was like, "Okay, this—I think I'm I think I'm in now. I think I'm gonna get a bigger audience and and all that. And uh, that might have been my really made it. Oh, uh, you know, maybe after the first rush hour, because I I knew that I did a, a good job on. I was prepared. I I made sure that I was ready for it physically, mentally. Uh, what type of character I wanted to do. And uh, once it, the first weekend, I said, "I know it's gonna it's gonna do." pretty good and back then we opened up number one at like 33 million that was big back back in 1998 and I was like man I think year. I'm on a run now and then and, well we got to say Fridays I, I did the same thing with right. Fridays I said I got to make this work this is my big opportunity and I'm co-starring with you know in this movie with Ice Cube but I, I got to make sure I'm prepared and ready and and I knew after I did that when I, I laid down a foundation that I could do comedy but uh, also I wanted to do you know Make sure that people know I could do dramatic stuff too. Dead presidents. I did that the same oh, year. Yeah. So yeah. Money talks was
3: one of my favorites too. Oh, thank you. Man. Oh, yeah. Money talks was oh <laughs> that was man. That was great. that That's was a good true. one. That was a fun one. Yeah, had to, was,
0: I had to make that work too. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, yeah. that was How'd fun. you have Richard? to make that work? Just changing the lines and making sure you know it was different from other movies. Just trying to, you know, make it make it funny when I could, you right. know
1: bringing back Rush Hour, I feel like a lot of movies that do series, like after the first one, you're like, Ugh, but they have all been amazing and then you have another one coming out.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's that chemistry, I think, with, with me and Jackie, you know, uh, like in, in a good team, you know, the chemistry uh, is all is everything. You can make mm-hmm. anything work if you got good chemistry, I think, yeah.
1: Like our podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? I like yeah. yeah, I like that. Thank you. I, like yeah. uh, I want to know your, your favorite Vince Carter memory or the first time you remember watching him and being like, whoa, this is a man.
0: Oh, man, got to be all star. I forget what year it was <laughs> when, he hung up, when he put like his head into
1: the bed. That's like
0: iconic, famous. Yep. Everybody knows that. And everybody was like, good God, could anybody jump higher than him? And that's what it was like. He jumped higher than Jordan all of them before. You know, it was like, he's just iconic. You know, that was iconic.
1: I love that clip of Kobe where like they named the best dunkers. And he says that you would want a dunk contest against all of them. Wow!
3: I didn't see that.
1: This elite company. Yeah. This yeah. is a man. Made it exciting, ah, yeah.
3: He made,
0: but I see he got his own court in his house. I see. That's yeah, one of the reasons yeah, why you right. still you like yeah. you just work out all yeah, the time. Right How much time you take off when you out of the off season? Uh, you took now off?
3: that I'm older, I'm only like two two and a half weeks. That's kinda, it. Kind kind of get back into just. Movement stuff You know I don't really play pickup in the summer So it's like Movement stuff uh, In the weight room And stuff like that Constantly Yeah man Yeah Dude, it, don't, it, don't, it, don't stop, man. it don't stop man It don't stop I mean crazy. When I was younger It was a little different As far as like I'd say I'm gonna take A month off And you know Back in the old When I started The league yeah. was more physical yep. uh, Yeah So you were taking a beating You know from the Pacers And um Detroit And Knicks uh, The Knicks And those so, so They beat you up So you hitting the floor A lot And taking a lot of A lot of hits And, and as it the league started to change, uh, it was a little, it was different. So I found myself, like, after after the seasons now, I'm like, I can keep going. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it just comes from just, yeah, exactly. So I just, it's just my preparation for the summer and I have to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like, I say that to to, to sound like a superhero or anything. That's just something I have to do. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure that I get, my work done through the summer to be able to compete and be prepared Whoa, for the be season ready. to still be here after twenty some years. Whoa,
0: that's obvious. Yeah, so you the same. Yeah, so
2: I don't, the... I don't, really, I don't play pickup uh, basketball in the summer. Oh. I mean it's it's too risky. One and then you know a lot of injuries that happen in basketball from like overuse injuries, just oh. you know fatigue. you, mm-hmm, know, you sure. know you keep pounding those muscles all summer, all summer, all summer. You know you get middle of the season, your body started to break down. You know you still got a long road ahead of you, so. Uh, it's just all about being smart. You know, I I, I use golf now. It's kind of like my, my hyper-focus, so to speak. You know, I, I still go to the weight room. I, I do my conditioning. But golf is my way of staying sharp. Like, I I find some competitive golf. I play in my club championship, uh, some member guests, you know, different places just to stay sharp mentally. Yep. And then by the time the seasons come, I'm fresh. You know, I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm missing basketball, you know. And then you just, you know, try to blow the doors off all season.
0: And then you do like free throw and all that stuff just in the gym, just but I,
2: yeah, up. so I mean, for me, um, you know, you know, obviously shooting is all about touch. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I've been playing long enough now, uh, where I kinda, you know, know my shot, you know, mm-hmm. I know my body and it's always gonna be an adjustment, you know, coming back in and, and getting your rhythm and stuff. But mm-hmm. um, you know, I I took this past summer to really focus on my body I want to put on a little bit more weight so mm-hmm. I didn't want to you know spare myself too thin so I kind of mm-hmm. took a step back away from basketball didn't really touch I, I got hurt uh, March 11th and I didn't touch the basketball to the end of August mm-hmm. so uh, that's a you know super long break so um, you know just you, know, you, you make these sacrifices and then you know next summer may be different mm-hmm. I may feel I may need to get you know back in the gym a little sooner or you know who knows so mm-hmm. I mean I, I just kind of you know I don't really set myself to a certain schedule. You know, I just, I make sure I take care of my body. Mm -hmm. But, you know, as far as basketball, you know, it comes and goes. Wow. Did you play any sports?
0: I play, I played football. I broke both of my wrists in practice. That was, (laughs) that was the true story. I said it on my stand up At the same time? At the same time. I jumped up for like a, to catch a pass in practice playing around. But I wasn't playing around. I just jumped too high and I was coming down on my butt bone like this and I said, I ain't breaking my spine. So I just went back (laughs) like this. (laughs) (laughs) And I knew I broke one because it was all looked like oh. it was broke. And the other one, the doctor said, You broke both of them. I was like, oh man. So uh, you- Yeah. So but I played basketball. I got cut twice from uh I got cut in the I told because he the coach wanted a younger team. And I went to the coach. I said, hey, man, I'm I'm in the uh, I think I was in the ninth grade. He said, oh, I thought you was in 11th grade. So he brought me back. <laughs> then he cut me again. I said, man, you <laughs> kept me cut, man. But I saw so I played basketball I always, and I had dreams of wanting to be a pro a basketball player, football player, all that stuff. But, you know, I found my my, my passion, <laughs> what yeah. I was supposed to do. You know? It's all relative, you man. Dude. Yeah, are doing so it, and really it's cool now you.
1: because I think you guys are seeing each other. Like you watch them, like this is something you wanted to do, and it, oh, this yeah. could be your job, but it's something that they wanted to do. So I think it's cool to sure. get both perspectives.
0: Yes, oh yeah, I really see cool. a lot of like the physical. You know, you got to be strong. You know, uh, they like like we were saying, touring and on the road, stand up, and even in, when you're doing movies, you got to be in good shape, and then you're on that screen, you. You you're bigger than what you look like in real life, so you want to be physically looking good and mentally looking good and being sharp and all that stuff. So I I I, I apply all that to sports. And when I'm watching mm-hmm. a game, I'm looking at everything how it applied to movies, action movies, uh, and all that stuff. I try to put it uh, in
1: in in uh, things I do. Definitely more similarities than differences, I think. For sure, yeah. Last question. I know that you are a bit active in the Atlanta community, support Keisha Lance Bottoms. Kind of tell us about that and your experience with that.
0: Oh, it was a lot of fun. You know, Keisha, you know, she's the new mayor of Atlanta and it's just great uh, to, you know, to be a part of, you know, her victory. Um, You know, I didn't do much, but I was just, you know, I'm a big fan of hers. I knew her uh before and uh yeah it's just a great city and Atlanta is just the, the hottest city out there to be honest with you and we got the hottest ball clubs out out there man and uh great organizations uh from the hawks to the falcons and uh and then you know in the mo- movie business here now mm-hmm. so it's just a great city to be at and um yeah and then just a lot of a lot of good things happen. The music industry too. Yeah, oh yeah, they take yeah over. the music industry that's right. <laughs> it's hot. It's a hot town. Yeah. Hot Atlanta. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Atlanta, it's coming like back it. <laughs> when Jermaine Dupri and all of them roll around. Yeah, I think it's coming back. In back. The day. Yeah. Like the Freak
3: Nick days. Oh,
0: man, I feel <laughs> the Freak Nick days. It started on Candler Kel- well, well, Columbia Drive, where I think it started there because it was this little park out there and it used to be packed all the time and then it moved downtown. But I remember the Freak Nick. Yeah. you from play. Alabama, right, baseball? No, I'm from North Carolina. No, that's right. North Carolina. Yeah, man, that's right. No, nah, I mean, no.
2: shoot. But I used to listen to so much Atlanta music growing up. Like, I mean, I still yeah. listen to GZTI, all them. Yep. Uh, you no, know, I so, do. Yeah, I mean, awesome, so. Yeah, I mean, actually, yeah, we we got the young fellas on our team playing all the new stuff. You know, we we still listen to the old stuff. Old man. school, yeah. Hey, yeah man. Yep, yep, old old stuff, yep. So. yep. That's our yep. generation. Right. I'm from
1: so, Colorado. So I missed it all. That's all right. You got any rappers from Colorado? Who? No Post Malone you, you know 303 okay. Anyone know 303 That's like Colorado That's a group I don't know
2: What's the 0 for This is a 0 That's
1: our Area code 303 oh, Post Malone yeah. from Colorado No nah. <laughs> <Nah. laughs>
0: oh. He just nah, He just nah, made I'm only a him. kid But like yeah, Where's Post Malone from, from? <laughs> I wonder where he's from now
1: No we don't have anything Do you guys have any no more questions For Chris We ain't got no DMs tonight Oh
0: He got
2: DMs amazing dry. tonight we I wanna you, thank
0: my boys, man. Yeah, and you man, know man. how happy I'm here. You here my in Atlanta, bitch. You know that, man. That, yes, man. that was my a God. dream come true. You know that's right. Baseball, man. Hey, bro. Love you, man. You know, man. Love you guys, man. Oh, no, baby. God bless y'all, <laughs> yes, man. Yes, sir.
3: You know I we you know I'll be this summer too. Yes, sir. Go thirty bit. I will be there. Bro. Yes.
0: Thank you, man. I'll be there. Thank yeah. y'all. I'll be there. Coming. Right. Yeah. It's who's who of Atlanta,
2: man. Air Reed was out there.
0: Yeah, every Reed
3: came last year. Matumbo was out there golfing man Matumbo he talked to me I think I'm talking to
2: God hey Chris how are
0: you lord I'm not ready yet (laughs) I need more time no come come
2: <laughs> so what's my
0: York? That's, my the, uh, that's really good uh,
3: Jeffrey Osborne Oh, Jeffrey, oh, yeah my That's my dog, man Man, let me up. tell you something Jeffrey's he off the chain, man. man Yeah I, I took a video and I sent us? it to my, my, my family my, my aunties
0: and then they were like Boy, oh. look at
3: him yeah, They <laughs> love everybody, Jeffrey Everybody love Jeffrey, man Jeffrey's a he great was, guy Sugar
0: Ray was Sugar Ray Leonard was there yeah, one yeah, year Would you dare that year Sugar Ray came? I don't know So Was
2: it two years ago?
3: Yeah, about
0: two years ago Something like that So my
2: uncle had a Sugar Ray Leonard poster. Right when we walked in, it was—I don't know—it was an ad for something. But you know, I used to look at him milk all the time.
3: Maybe. Oh. The got milk joint. I think he. Uh, I, I think I remember nah, that. I was. He nah, had I the little fro there, like, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, oh, I remember okay. it though. Yeah, he was at the door like this. So when I saw him, I was like, damn. I
3: used
0: to look wow. at him every day as a kid, bro." Yeah, that's man. Shoot, he
3: had everybody. Bo Jackson mm-hmm. was there. Brian uh,
0: Jordan. This, yeah, yeah. Bo Bo came last year. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. This this
3: past one, he was yeah. there. Um, yeah. A Herschel Walker? Herschel, Herschel, Herschel Walker well, like, Yeah, yeah Herschel, Herschel. I had Herschel at first. Herschel had no name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we were with him. So yep. Herschel had messed up his right hand. Now he's right handed. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just gonna figure it out to play lefty. He's played he, lefty. He, what? And was just cranking that thing. I'm like, you should sure? wow. yeah, I'm just you know, because he's an MMA
0: fighter, so best athlete of all, all, time. all man, time. Best athletes of all time. Golly, man. Yeah, we had Ken uh, Griffey Junior. came. That's my guy. One year, a lot of. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, your flex. neighbor down uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah flexed, uh, flex. active, flexed. Yeah,
3: man. A lot flex of great Washington. people.
1: And that is it for this edition of Winging It. As always, don't forget to give us five stars wherever you get your podcast. Five, five. We appreciate you guys, and we'll talk to you next time.
2: Peace.